The holiday season is now upon us. The year is absolutely flying by, and the news never stops. That's why we at the DSR Network have expanded our programming to cover even more of the world's events. We hope you will consider supporting our work by becoming a member. Members enjoy an ad-free listening experience, bonus content for virtually all of our shows, an invitation to the member-only Slack community, and more. Best of all, if you become a member in the month of November, you can take 50% off the membership price for the first month. Visit thedsrnetwork.com slash buy and enter code STUFFING at checkout. That's thedsrnetwork.com slash buy and code STUFFING. Thank you very much for your support. Hello and welcome to DSR's Daily, in which we give you a lowdown on uh, what's going on around the world in the news with a little bit of analysis. It comes from me, one of your co-hosts, David Rothkopf, and your other two co-hosts, Chris Cottonware. How are you doing, Chris? I'm doing great. It's a cold morning in New Jersey. It's a cold morning in Washington, D.C. In fact, horrible morning. The dog had to walk himself. Riley Fessler, how are you doing this morning? Doing well, keeping warm from the cold of DC. Yeah, it is terrible. You'll you'll be needing to wear a hat there, Riley. Uh, okay, Chris, what's up first? Uh, U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken is in Tel Aviv for his second visit since Israel and Hamas have started uh, warring. Um, the United States position has, you know, essentially stayed the same in terms of their support for Israel. But I also heard a quote from Antony Blinken, who said, we 100% support Israel's right to defend itself. But how Israel goes about this matters too. And I think his visit will focus on uh, the second piece of that and trying to negotiate at least a pause uh, in operations in Gaza. Additionally, the House passed uh, a bill um, that links $14.3 billion of funding for Israel, but nothing for Ukraine. The bill would be paid for to f- from cuts to the IRS. Um, the bill is considered to be dead on arrival because it's not going to pass the Senate, and it goes against what President Biden was looking for uh, in terms of funding for both Israel and Ukraine. So the, the the central part of America's policy with Israel right now is the but. It's 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 we support Israel, but and the question is how much but is in this policy? Is it a big but policy or is it a small but policy? And I think right now it's getting to be a bigger and bigger but. And you know they're saying, well, maybe there should be a cessation of hostilities. And I think you know um, uh, they're increasingly uncomfortable with the amount of civilian carnage in Gaza, as are many people. Yesterday, Richard Durbin, uh, uh, the number two ranking senator uh, uh, in the Senate, came out in favor of a ceasefire. He's the first high-level senator to do that. Chris Murphy came out, same thing. Um, uh, Katie Porter in the House did. So there is beginning to be a turn in U.S. policy and all of this. As for... um, 
the Israel bill that was passed in the House, you're right, it's dead on arrival. The one thing I would say it was not correct is that there is it is not paid for by this cut um, uh, uh, in IRS funding because, as the Congressional Budget Office concluded, uh, that cut will actually hurt revenue flows into the U.S. government. In fact, that cut alone is worth about $26.5 billion in increased expenses because uh, um, you you lose people working at the IRS. They don't collect the revenue. We don't get the revenue. So it's a fake cut. Uh, Anyway, we're going to end up with a different kind of a bill. Um, Riley. So Don Jr. and Eric Trump have taken the stand uh, and testified in the New York fraud trial. And it went about as badly as you'd expect, especially for Eric Trump, which was yesterday and continuing into today. Um, the m- most damaging thing he said was he claimed that he had never worked on the Trump organization's statement of financial condition and that he wasn't aware of it until the bank fraud trial. Uh, but then later on, he admitted that he was aware of them as far back as 2013. Um, so obviously not a good look. It was part of their big strategy of the typical Trump strategy of blaming somebody else saying it was the fault of their former CFO and their accounting firm. But then inevitably the, the prosecutors brought the receipts and they kind of had egg on their face at the end of it. So our friends of the show, Mary Trump and Norm Eisen had a lot to say about this on Twitter. I encourage everyone to go check out what they've been saying on this. Uh, Yeah. I mean, just two things. One, you know, they keep saying it's the accountant's fault. First of all, they signed off on it. They're the ones who are responsible for it, legally responsible for it. Uh, two, what incentive do the accountants have to, to cook the books? What, you know, how do they benefit from that? They don't. The only people who benefit from fake numbers are the Trump family. Um, and that is undoubtedly what uh, uh, Judge Engeron is going to uh, find. As for Eric and, and Don Jr., it is really an interesting study in genetics because here are these two guys. They've come out of the same source. Um, and both of them are incredibly arrogant, but they're differently arrogant. Don is snarkily arrogant. Eric is angrily arrogant. You know, the, Eric has no redeeming personality traits. Um, uh, uh, well, neither does Don, but they're differently horrible. Uh, and yesterday we saw that fully. Chris? Shifting to legal news, uh, the case against Amazon in their mon- monopoly trial had a bit of a bombshell revelation yesterday um, where Amazon had been accused by the government, and this was found through uh less redacted documentation of the FTC's, oh, sorry, yeah, the FTC's lawsuit, um, where Amazon had a secret algorithm called Project Nessie uh, that was used to determine where Amazon could raise prices and have other websites follow suit so that when customers went to search for lower prices, they would not find them and ultimately would make their purchases uh, via Amazon. A couple of notable tweets here. Um, One is lots of evidence of Amazon execs knowingly (laughs) screwing consumers and killing competition aware of their own wrongdoing. 
And then the second one is Amazon retaliates so harshly against sellers who discount elsewhere that a competing platform, in order to attract sellers, had to create an algorithm that ensures sellers' prices can never ever drop below what they charge on Amazon. Um, this seems extremely shady to me. And if I'm betting on these two cases between Google and Amazon, um, I'm thinking Amazon is in a bit more trouble than Google at this point in time. First of all, I love that you're just on this. You know, you obviously were mistreated by a software um, uh, manufacturer at some point in your life, and you're just in on the Google case, the Amazon case, and so forth. Um, uh, the uh, What Amazon did looks like it's going to get them in a lot of trouble. It looks like price fixing. It looks like monopolistic behavior. Um, and it's about time that, uh, you know, there was some effort to stand up to these uh, mega, mega, mega companies that really control much of what we buy. Riley? Yeah, so news from Russia um, and Ukraine conflicts. Russia launched an attack of 40 drones, which was one of the largest in weeks. Um, and it targeted a few cities throughout uh, Kharkiv, Odessa, Kherson, and Lviv being kind of the four primary targets. Um, the Ukrainian Air Force shot down 24 of the drones, but they still hit critical infrastructure. And really, the story here is two parts. One, uh, Ukraine has said that their energy infrastructure is more susceptible to attacks this year than last year. Um, so as the winter approaches, that's going to be a big problem for them. Uh, the main issue is just there's less excess capacity and not as much spare equipment this time around. Uh, but also the commander in chief of their armed forces has assessed that the war is a stalemate. Uh, he essentially admitted that the counteroffensive didn't go as planned and that without a boost in technological support and superiority, he doesn't see there being a breakthrough. Um, so unfortunately, kind of a, a grim diagnosis for this. Yeah, grimmer still, if it hangs on like this and Russia feels that they can ride it out, that they've got more resources and that a long war suits Russia... Russia, of course, wants to wait and see what happens in the U.S. elections because they know that Don Trump, Donald Trump would just sort of give them carte blanche once he became uh, elected. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, it puts more urgency on the United States providing the funding uh, that the president has asked for and that the House seems to be resisting uh, providing. One more thing, though, as you watch these Russian attacks, if you're outraged at Israel's attacks on civilians in Palestine, as in my opinion, one should be, um, you've got to be outraged at Russia's attacks on civilians in Ukraine, which are um, uh, horrible, have been going on longer, have had a higher toll, um, and are just, you know, they're often deliberate attacks on civilians. Uh, um, so it's it's ghastly, and uh, heading into the winter, it looks it does look, as you say, pretty grim. Chris? In more legal news this morning, uh, Sam Bankman-Fried, the founder of FTX Crypto Exchange, has been found guilty of fraud, conspiracy, and, God, I can't talk, money laundering. Um, he Possibly because you lost so much money in the crypto. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't have enough money to put in crypto, so um, I was, I was perfectly fine. Think of how much you saved. 
think of how much you save by not buying NFTs also. Yeah. And, and complete. And, I mean, like Riley, probably you have a lot of M- NFTs, right? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm big on the, what are they, board apes? I don't know. Board apes. Exactly. What's, you know, you got to be such a fucking idiot to think I'm going to buy a bunch of electrons. This will go up in value. I mean, it's same with crypto, though. Anyway, I'm sorry. No, pe- people have gotten wealthy on it. In this particular case, however, uh, Mr. Bankman Freed was misappropriating $10 billion in customer funds for personal expenditures and political uh, donations. Um, and it was he was guilty on all seven counts, each of which carries a maximum penalty of 20 years in prison. I think it's pretty safe to say that he's going to be in prison for quite a long time. Uh, it is. He's 31 years old. Um, uh, it is a bleak future for a guy who was riding high there. Um, we do not provide financial advisory advice here on this podcast, but I'm a I'm crypto skeptic. Let me just put it that way. Um, okay, Riley, you got one more? I've got a little bit of political WWE to enter the weekend. Um, so as as our listeners may be familiar, there was a move by Marjorie Taylor Greene to try and censure Rashida Tlaib um, for her comments on Israel Gaza and the protest in the Cannon office building that failed miserably. Um, 23 Republicans joined Democrats to vote to table the resolution and she was not happy about it. Um, she unsurprisingly lashed out at her favorite rival. Marge. Marge. Was no, she happy. was not happy. Uh, lashed out at Lauren Boebert, who hilariously did not actually even vote to table the resolution. She just kind of caught a stray uh, Marjorie called her vaping, groping Lauren Boebert in a tweet and called out Representative Chip Roy and calling him Colonel Sanders um, and just really going after everybody who was against this and even people who weren't in the case of Lauren Boebert. But also Santos, not to be outdone, went after Rep. Steve Womack on Twitter attacking his son who pleaded guilty in an October drug case um, as a result of comments he had made basically bashing Santos for still being in Congress. When you were in high school, when you were in high school, you always had like, you know, some kids were sitting in the front or doing real well. And you thought this is most likely to succeed. This kid is going to end up in Congress or become a Senator or be very successful. Maybe go on and run a big crypto company. But what you discover as you go forward in life is it's just as likely that the people who are sitting in the back of the class fighting with each other, and behaving like complete assholes end up in the Congress or running the crypto companies. I mean, you know, I mean, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Lauren Boebert. I don't even know if Lauren Boebert graduated high school. Did she? I think she has a GED or something like that, doesn't she? I mean, it, it's 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 just unbelievable who ends up in the U.S. Congress right now. It's kind of like a like a, a roach motel for America's losers. And Santos is so. commenting on other people like, what is that guy thinking? What is he thinking? Oh. Yeah, and the, the, the sort of sense of entitlement and that they can get away. Maybe it's because they've gotten away with it for so long. You know, Santos is like, 
hey, I got into the Congress, so this works, you know? I mean, lying and, and, and coming up with this stuff. But, you know, that, I mean, Donald Trump is that, you know? The Trump family is that. There's, there's just a lot of people out there who are big, gigantic um, losers. I would say, by the way, that one good thing has happened, which is that among those losers... Um, a leading candidate for stupidest guy in the United States Senate, Tommy Tuberville, um, uh, essentially got overruled by the, the rest of the Senate, and they've started approving some of these people he's been holding back. Um, and that included um, the first woman ever to be the chief of naval operations, um, uh, which is a real, you know, I think it's a big breakthrough, and I think it was resistant to it. Um, but even as all this was happening, just to give you a sense of the dysfunction out there, somebody asked the person who's now the number two Republican contender, Nikki Haley, um, what she thought about Tuberville's block on this and whether military women should be allowed to travel to another state to get an abortion. And she said, no. She, she took the Tuberville side in this thing. She thinks women in the military should be treated as not just second class citizens they you know but worse than you know i think prisoners in federal prisons are allowed to move to another state to get an abortion um uh but now the, you know they don't want people in the military to be able to do it um it's terrible um and uh, i'm sorry that that's the note we have to leave you on but that's the note we have to leave you on we'll try to come up with Something better. Today is Friday, so there's a weekend. Maybe something good will happen over the weekend. And by Monday, we'll have some good stories. I know Chris and Riley will be looking for them intently. Me too. Until then, thank you, Chris. Thank you, Riley. And thanks, everybody, for listening.